0: Everyone, and welcome again into the Adam Jones podcast presented by the Baltimore Banner. Today in our latest episode, number 18, we will be joined by the great Ken Griffey Jr., an exclusive here on the Adam Jones podcast, and he will be involved in the upcoming World Baseball Classic, as will A.J. We have all sorts of questions for the future Hall of Famer. Also ahead, Adam and I are going to discuss the new rules for Major League Baseball players, yeah. managers, executives—they got to be aware. The ghost runners sticking around. Uh, the pitch clock is coming. We'll get Adam's reaction to all that, and a new schedule change with Major League Baseball. Adam will explain the positives and negatives of that as well. And we'll have another edition of Socially Speaking, as we do every week. This week, we'll address our email account. You can always follow us on Twitter at the at Adam Jones Pod. I should have it right by now, you would think. Adam Jones Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. But you can email the show as well for you social media challenge or people that just wanted to reach us directly. That's theadamjonespod at gmail.com, the Adam Jones Pod at gmail.com. And we have a big-time prize we're going to be giving away. Not just signed memorabilia from Adam Jones, but free food, which we all love, don't we, Ooh. AJ? Uh, 100%. Delivery. Junior with a high drive to deep right field. Gone. Let's get into it. We bring in our featured guest. He is the Hall of Famer, played over 20 years in the major leagues, excelled from day one. He is the great Ken Griffey Jr., joining us here on the Adam Jones podcast. Griff, appreciate you taking the time. Uh, We know you don't do a whole lot of interviews, so we do appreciate you being on this podcast. Now, I got to ask you, you may not be aware, but Adam Jones considers you a mentor. And I'm wondering, because I think he knows, do you recall the first time you guys sort of met? And I know he would watch film of you as a youngster. That's what he would tell me, at least.
1: Um, No, I don't recall the first time I met, but I knew that uh, he was going to be a force to be reckoned with. I mean, you know, he has all the tools that you want in a, a young kid uh, and goes out there and, and performs day in and day out and has a lot of fun doing it. So I knew that he was going to be that guy, and I continued to watch him through his career. Uh, and I look up to him and, and, and because he is, you know, a guy that uh, is well-respected throughout the league. And, you know, now that he's retired, he's still uh, as respected as, as when he played. So
2: you know I don't know if you remember this. So after a game in Seattle in 2010, you invited me, my brother, and cousin over to your uh, your penthouse. You ordered some chicken strips and fries, and we just we just talked all night. We talked about cars, the game, uh, and I and one guy who's very instrumental into my transition from shortstop to center field. Obviously, who in Seattle is Carl Hamilton, who you've definitely worked with many many years. Mm-hmm. And the day that I moved from center field to center field. He just gave me all these old DVDs too, old DVDs, because he, as he's able to transfer them from the old VHS, since you're that old, <laughs> to, uh, to to DVDs. And he showed me you and Mike Cameron specifically. He's like, you want to get better in center field? These are two guys that came before you here in this in, in this outfield, so learn quickly. And, I mean, obviously, look, look what we're looking at behind you. It's a, it's a treasure chest of gold. You don't even have enough space, to A couple of them are out there, but – what I wanted no, to ask no, you is...
1: We just designed house to go wrong. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you didn't think you were going to be that successful, huh?
1: No. Well, I didn't think, you know... Uh, we just didn't measure right. <laughs> so, 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 growing up as junior, in the
2: shadow, uh, you, you're not the only one. Uh, Bonds and tons of other players grew up in the shadow. And you, from day one, using in the clubhouse. How did that just mold you how did you say keep focus most importantly through your great career
1: um well you know the funny thing is is that the first time I watched a game from the dugout I was a senior in high school Um, my dad made sure that hey this is not your job it's my job so you just coming in here to as a kid and reap the benefits of, of being able to come in here it's not owed to you to be in this clubhouse just you know, when you're here. So we'd probably come five days a year early, uh, father and son game, um, wives day, um, opening day, and probably two other times when my mom said, hey, I'm going to need you to take these kids because I need some time to myself. But sure. it, was, it wasn't like, you know, I was there every day. Um, he made sure of that he just wanted me to be a normal kid growing up as normal as possible. Um, not understanding. I didn't realize who my dad was till I was in like the eighth grade. I just thought that he was, you know, like every other dad, you know, he'd come out, play catch when, you know, he had a job. And, you know, I didn't realize until somebody said that my dad played for the Yankees. And I was like, yeah, like, okay. He was like, no, your dad plays for the Yankees. I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, let's keep playing. (laughs) And then, and then it hit me when I came home, I was like, Dad, you played for the Yankees? He was like, Yeah. I was like, Is that like a big deal? He was like, Yeah, kind of. But he, <laughs> you know, he didn't make it seem like, you know, he was different than any other person. And, and so that I took on that role. I didn't feel that I was different than everybody, you know, knowing that I was, but I didn't go around thinking that, you know, everything was owed to me. It was like, I got to go out and perform each and every day
2: right there who did you look up to besides your father I should say who else was like you know because it's like you have kids we all listen our kids listen to us a little bit they listen to other people a little bit better but so who did you listen to and who was your mentors besides your father obviously since you have
1: it's Uh funny because you know I, I did a um talent show in the fourth grade and I sang you know take me out to the ball game uh and my dad pulled me aside and said hey Just be you. All these other names that you mentioned, those are their names. Just be you. So from that point on, I was just wanting to be me. And when I got to – when my dad played for the Yankees, you know, the guys that took me under the wings were, you know, Ricky Henderson, Dave Winfield, Willie Randolph, uh, Oscar Gamble. And then when I got to the big leagues, it became, you know, Kirby Puckett, Chili Davis – um, Jeffrey Leonard, Mickey Brantley Harold Reynolds Alvin Davis, Dave Valley I mean it was a list and they were like hey we're not going to to allow you to fail, you're going to be the 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 star of this league and it's up to us to make sure that you stay on this path
0: Did you ever ever have any ambitions to be a major league manager? We know that obviously that it's something that we've seen former players do before. We know you're serving as the hitting coach for the World Baseball Classic. Somehow Adam Jones got passed over for that gig. But do you have ambitions one day to manage or, or coach or be a part of the game in that respect, Ken?
1: Um, no. No, I think uh, that, uh, you know, I'm dabbing in it as, as far as the hitting coach, but, you know, I don't see myself managing – uh, a, a team um, I like the consulting part of it you know so I could still play a little golf when I need to <laughs> and hang out with the family uh, you know the, you know what's mind boggling is, is that people you know when they, they look at the money that these guys are making or the money that we've made and you know they talk about sacrifices well you're making a whole lot of money but so what you're sacrificing your time with your kids? Well, I was one of those kids that every Saturday that my dad wasn't there to watch me play, and I remember that. And people don't understand that. They're like, "Yeah, whatever. You're you're this is your job." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, you know, I'm one of those kids that am now a parent, and I understand both sides of you know. Hey, I do have a job, but I can be a baseball player anywhere. I can't be a parent anywhere. I have to be present in their life. And you know, we have a great relationship with with all the kids. They they get mad if we go on vacation. They're like, how come we can't go? And I'm like, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all need to stay away
0: sometimes, you know. But <laughs> you know, Adam, you gotta learn that. You gotta learn to, your to tell your children that sometimes.
2: They're young. They're young.
1: They still young, young. young. Uh, young 29, 27, and 20. I could, you know, oh, okay. I can, you know, hey, y'all got to go. But notice
0: uh, I'm not a parent. Yes. Yeah.
1: Just not yet.
0: No. Well, so, it, that's a long shot here, Ken. You got a better <laughs> you got a better shot at having more kids than I having a first.
1: No, 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 no. Three's enough.
2: <laughs> so with the WBC approaching, obviously that's, you know, everyone everybody's mind, defending champs USA. Uh you played for Team USA in the WBC, I think the inaugural in 06.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Um you're going to serve as the hitting coach. Um you know what it takes to play in high-pressure moments. Obviously, it sucks and it's a little hard to play in in May. And I mean, I'm sorry, in March like this, a little tough. No, to nobody. Get the body. Oh, it was tough. That's why it's tough. But no, no. Who who are you really? Like, obviously, you got a stacked Team USA, but at this tournament, who are you really looking to just be like a, a star is born? Because Christian Yelich in the 2017, that was his stardom. You no, know, people knew of him everybody knew him after this and then to MVP runner up who you you who, who's what's exciting Griff
1: but that's it like you know I, I tell people all the time um you know there there's no such thing as a day off when you step on that field you know whether it, it's it's February March April October there's no day off you know people come to see guys play um you know, they're not going to blame, oh, it's it's spring training. He had a slow start, it's this this is that. You know, sometimes, you know, people don't want to hear excuses. So I know every day that somebody's gonna give me their best. They're not gonna say, Hey, we're just gonna lay this in there and let Ken hit it. So I've gotta go out there and prepare, you know, from for me, January first, um, is when I become what well, my wife says a pain in the butt, but she used another word. Um uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can use that on this podcast. You can say it.
1: Yes. Yeah. If you're a
2: pain yeah. in
1: the ass. I know. Yeah. Yes. Yes. She would say that I was a pain in the ass because it was like my mind is already in spring training January 1st and Valentine's Day. I'd have lunch with her and then I'd be gone. You know, I'm she'd be like, and she you, we just had this bullshit ass lunch uh, <laughs> and, and and I'd be gone. I'd be like the first flight smoking after
0: 1230.
1: But, you know so I, I you know back when my dad played it was we're going to spring training to get in shape
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know my era was hey we're in shape at spring training
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know if you come into spring training out of shape then you got a chance to not leave uh camp with the team true
2: so which players are for this WBC well i only- i gave i gave players
1: I want to see You know, I want to see all of them because you know I don't get a chance to to see that group uh, at one time. So it's going to be real exciting to, to see everybody. Um, you know, you, you're going to see you know Trout. You know, uh, um, you know. But I'm really interested in in seeing Luke because I've never seen him play. You know, that's right. one player that I, I'm really interested in seeing is, is Mookie because I've never seen him play live.
2: That was a question I had for One Jashu, is who in today's game – I mean, you watch baseball. You, you, I mean, you know what's going on. Who, who reminds you of you, if anybody, honestly, because you were dynamic as all hell on both sides of the ball. Some people are good on one side of the ball. You were incredibly great on both sides. So who reminds you of you?
1: I don't, you know what's funny is I don't compare at all. I don't, I don't look at comparisons because it's different errors. You know, I don't, I don't compare. Well, he reminds me of me. He looks like me. He does this. I don't do any of that. I just look at it and, and go admire the guy for, for what he's done and, and what he's doing. But I've never compared. I have a hard time. That's probably one of the biggest arguments that, that, you know, I have on a, a thread is with my guys is, you know, who's better LeBron or Jordan and stuff like that. And I'm like, they play different airs, They, you know, they're different people, they're different styles. You know, why are we comparing, mm-hmm. you know, just like, you know, as a, a center fielder, why am I compared to a shortstop, a third baseman? You know, they're saying that we're all ball players. I'm like, yeah, well, take that shortstop and bring him out to center.
0: And it's a fly ball, right center, feeling deep. On the run, Diaz and Griffey. Griffey up against the wall, jumps up, and he makes the catch and crashes into the fence. Griffey just stayed on the warning track, and he hurt himself.
1: It's a different animal. Take that Ooh. third baseman and bring him out to center. It's yeah. a different You know, in, in center field, you know, everything hit to us is fair. We don't have that luxury of, of hey, that ball's foul, we can not jump, you know, let yeah. it go, or or you know, we got to run into a wall, and people don't know how walls don't give, people give, you know, <laughs> and we have that you know mechanism in, in that we've got to go get it, and and if we hit the wall, we just hit the wall, and sometimes got, it hurts, sometimes it doesn't.
2: You got pins in your in your in your hand from that,
1: uh, I've I've had. Multiple surgeries. Um, The one that everybody remembers is the Spider-Man catch where
0: uh,
1: I had a plate and nine screws put in. And most people don't know that I played the the 95 playoffs with that plate and screws still in and had to get the surgery out in December so I could be ready for spring. Ouch. Ouch. The pitch
0: and a high drive. Hit back into deep right field. Junior has just knocked the door down to the 500 club. A high drive into the lower deck and right. Hey, Ken, I got to ask you, we're coming up on the 20-year anniversary of your 500th home run, a momentous moment, we know. Uh, you were viewed as a cultural icon within the African-American community, and Adam and I have talked about the past, as being Black History Month, the lack of of African-American players, the lack of African-American fans in the stands. In your mind, how does that get rectified?
1: Um, To see more of us play. You've got to make it accessible for for young kids. Um, You look at, and, and Kyler Murray is a perfect example. Gets drafted by the A's, gets drafted by the Cardinals. $4 million, $30 million. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm not saying it's the, the money, but, you know, he's $4 million. He goes to the minor leagues, $30 million. He's a starting quarterback in the NFL. You know, when you look at it, uh, you got to understand that some of these kids are trying to change their their family's dynamics and the entire family, not just them. But so as a parent, you know, basketball, you're in the league football, you're in the league baseball You may never make it because you got to go to a monitoring system. And and it's always been like that. And I don't know the answer to how we rectify But I know that having uh, uh, 11.7% scholarships uh, for kids and for baseball in college and a full ride in basketball and a full ride for football, you know, where am I going to steer my kids to? You know, I have two kids and both of them played college football. And my daughter played college basketball, and it's not because they didn't like it or, or you know. But I think they're adrenaline junkies, and they they like their mama a little bit. Uh, um, <laughs> I, I just say that, but you know, uh, you know, it, it's you look at it, even my kids played football, and it's so we've got to change the the narrative and and make it more accessible, make it fun. Um, you know, I think the, the one thing is teaching kids the correct way to play baseball. Cause some of these kids who, who get to little league high school and, and even college don't really know how to play baseball. They know they can do it, but they don't know like the little things, what you're supposed to do in certain situations.
2: Uh, so you're a culture icon. You, you have a logo that is synonymous to Jordan's logo. I don't care how you say Obviously, you're a humble man. You got the backwards hat on your logo with the swing. I'm a, I'm a swing man uh, uh, client. I uh, yeah, For eight <laughs> years, I wore your cleat. I wore you on my feet. You know what I mean? Like, you ha- There has to be something where, I mean, obviously, Jordan is the NBA. He's the whole NBA. And the baseball is a lot of different facts. But you are baseball. And the black community... And I, the, yeah, all the communities. You are baseball. Your backwards hat which you with your swing one of the most prettiest finishes of all time. It, like, I don't know how many people have ever asked you about being compared to Jordan in that aspect because your 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 image is everywhere in baseball. There's not no other image that can even duplicate your swing, your your logo. So being compared to Jordan, I don't know if you've ever been asked that really, Oh, uh,
1: no, because uh, it's funny because we just uh, Mike just had a 60th and then we were at his party and, and we just start laughing because, you know, you look at everything that he's done and he's done it such on a, a ground, a grand level. Uh, you, you, you try to pick his brain. Magic was there. So I got a chance to talk to magic on just how to, because those are the guys that started all the off the field um, endorsements. So you learn from them, and I keep learning. And, and um, So we have conversations on what's next and how can I improve this and what do I need to do that because, you know, obviously these guys have done it for a lot longer. And, and you know, me being me and wanting information, I, I don't think that you're too old to get information and get ideas from guys that have done it. I think nowadays these kids don't want to take information they want the money but they don't want to take the information that goes along with it and i'm the opposite because if you take the information you're going to make money
0: you know one thing that made us chuckle was the fact that you caught so much heat back in the day for wearing your hat backwards which we adam and i think is so ridiculous because you look around nowadays not only are baseball players doing it but i'm telling adam i see it on the golf course tennis players routinely are wearing their hat backwards yet you caught all the flack how how, how do you feel about the way it's become so common now junior
1: well somebody had to start it but but that i didn't really start it for that um you know i was a, a kid and i grabbed my dad's hat and i went outside and it kept the bill kept hitting me in the thing uh the face so i just turned it around you know like every other kid i wanted to wear my dad's stuff you go home your dad, you know, if your dad worked in law office and he had a briefcase, you see the guys, you know, with his shoes and, you know, the kid with his shoes and briefcase, you know. But my dad worked playing baseball, so I grabbed two things: his glove and his hat, and and went out. And you know, even today, like the first thing I do is, is grab my hat and put it on backwards. It just doesn't feel right wearing it forward, so it, it's tough. And my kids wear it backwards. Um, but they got three different styles. Like, Trey is the the more like me. Well, excuse me. Tevin's more like me. Show a whole lot of forehead. Uh, Tevin, I mean, Trey is the just above the eyebrow, straight back. My daughter is back and to the side. Uh, I guess because of the the hair things. But, uh, yeah. You used to see them. They all wear it. I think I'm going to end up doing a photo shoot with all of us wearing our hat backwards this year.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, There's the logo. There it is. Look at this.
1: Look at this. This is, this is like,
2: it's like, it's iconic, man.
1: Even my fishing boat. (laughs) Got
2: (laughs) got you. You got to.
1: Truck with the hat backwards. (laughs) (laughs) You
2: got to. You got to. Um, I'm going to take it to a baseball question. Um, I don't know how much you uh, are paying attention to. The Orioles. Obviously, you—you. You, I don't know if you're still working with with the Mariners. So obviously, mm-hmm. you got Julio Rodriguez and some tremendous talent over there to pay attention to. But um, if you've paid attention to the Orioles at all, have you? Uh, you're going to have Cedric Mullins um, for yep. WBC, but have you paid attention to the Orioles at all in their resurgence and rebuilding? Their, obviously they're obviously in a whole uh, rebuilding. Uh, they're
1: that, done rebuilding. Look, that that monster catcher that they got, <laughs> <laughs> and that that little bit of pitching staff that they're working through.
2: Woo.
1: yeah yeah I, I you gotta pay attention I mean like like I tell people all the time when people say ah oh, they suck they suck I'm like dude do you know that they were the best player on their high school team they're the best player on their college team mm-hmm. they're the best player on every level in the minor leagues that's why they're in the big leagues and you sitting up in the stands yelling it ain't like you can go down there and say hey coach uh, bat me third I, I think I could do better than this guy it's not gonna happen so just, you know, sometimes we have good years. Sometimes we have bad years. Yeah, but the the Orioles, they're starting to put it together. It's going to be fun to watch over the next couple of years. Will be, for sure.
0: A little bit later in the podcast, Ken, once we set you free, uh, we're going to talk about some of these rule changes that are coming. Obviously, the Ghost Runners staying around, the pitch clock, the bases are going to be bigger. Uh, any response to some of these changes? Are they necessary or do you feel like it's a little overkill?
1: I mean, I wish they would have done a shift, you know, in like 1995, 96. <laughs> <laughs> go the other way. <laughs> you know, just, I, you know, just, Hey, they got to stay two on the left and two on the right. That's perfect. Uh, you know, the, you know, the game's got to evolve and it's got to change and, and, you know, people want more action. I think it's going to bring back some, you know, of the athletes and um, you're going to get more kids to, to play. I mean, you're going to bring back some of the guys who who can go get it at second and short because, you know, what they say is if you're strong up the middle, you you can play anywhere. And, and that's what they're going to bring back. They're going to bring back some of the athleticism in, in baseball, which is duly needed. Um you know, some of these guys are station-to-station guys. and There's no running. There, You know, there's no movement, and people are sitting there on their phones uh, uh, for two minutes in between guys putting the ball in play, and that's got to change. Uh, you know, I was taught, you know, as a hitter, the, the most important pitch as a pitcher is strike one. So you be ready as soon as you get in there, because if you get strike one, your batting averages go down. And, and these guys now, you know, the launch angle. I don't teach launch angle when I teach. I teach line drives, and if they happen to go out, they go out. Um, it's called baseball. It's not home run ball. Um, even though I had my, you know, my few that I hit. I'm gonna look this way.
0: And the first pitch from Banks is Welcome. There it goes. See you later. Upper deck. Griffey is tied the major league record. <laughs>
1: But I didn't go up there to the plate thinking that I had to hit a home run. I mean, people ask me, you know, how many walk-off home runs did I have? I got really five in a, inside the park, so six total out of 630. You know, uh, my job is to get on base. And, you know, and Adam will tell you, how many times a dude in front of you hit a three-run homer and then y'all go one, two, three after that? The rally no. kill. Oh, man. It happens all the time, you know, no. when – when guys are on base, it makes the defense uh, uh suffer when they have that three run homer in front. Then the pitcher settles down like, okay, it's over with, I can go back to business. But before that, he's in the stretch, he's doing this, he's doing that, he's looking around, he's looking at the on deck circle to see who's coming up. You know, now he don't have to worry about that when somebody hits a home run in front of him. So we do call sometimes the home run the, the rally killer. Um, but you know, I would like to see you know more action, more guys running. Um, I don't know. I, I know the the bases are now 18 inches, and they look substantially bigger than the, than the other ones. But yeah. uh, you know, baseball's supposed to be hard. NBA is supposed to be hard. NFL is supposed to be hard. You know, you're dealing with the best of the best. You don't want things to be easy and make it a participation league. You want guys to to show their athleticism day in and day out. It's the battle of who's gonna the battle of the wheels.
2: You think that with your skill level, hand-eye coordination, you would have just beat that shift all day or you'd have been like, "Screwed, I'm going over top of it? Because again, your numbers are your numbers. So this is delving back to be like, well, do I just jump bridge or do I take the single? Because that, that, that's kind of the ego of the shift.
1: Well, no, it's not the ego of the shift. The shift only, you know, only blocks the ground ball. You know, if you can run, they don't put a guy in short right field. Because no. if he gets a, a, a little chopper, he's the shift is like a little shift. And unless you can't run, then they'll put that guy in right field because the shortstop has a chance to make a play anyway. But if you can run, they're not putting the guy out there. Now. The shift only blocks a ground ball. But what are they trying to do? They're trying to pound you in. So you can hit it into the shift. Um, and you know, as a, as a manager for the other team, I will throw the ball away all day. I give him that all day. If that's the case, if that's what he wants to do, I had a manager tell me, I'll let you bunt the entire year. You can lead the team, lead the league in hits with 300 hits, 200 of them bunts, but you'll have 12 RBIs at the end of the year.
0: <laughs>
1: and I'm like, but there are times where you've got to go for the you know for the fence and we know, all know that Yeah. late in all the right. game you know may not have another chance um tie or, or put us ahead but for the most part you know guys ain't going up there i know in my era going all right it's the first inning. let me let me get one out of here and we Let's try get to get on base and and, and yeah you know because if, you know, 16-4 to four and it's in the fifth inning, usually somebody's out of the gate.
0: Yeah. True. Very true. All right, Ken, I got I, I to take a deep breath before I ask you this question because I've caught a lot of crap or let me just say I've caught a lot of shit from my colleagues about this question I have for you. And it goes back to the Home Run Derby contest in 1993 here in Baltimore at Camden Yards. I happen to be there. You hit the longest – home run in the history of that ballpark during batting practice it went 495 feet now the reason I'm catching crap is because I've always been skeptical there's a plaque there at Camden Yards that says it hit the base of the wall but I just find it so hard to believe did you see that ball land I didn't see that ball land I don't know where it landed and I know that before you answer they put up these shatterproof glasses at Camden Yards for the windows thinking that someone was going to actually bust one of those windows but You hold the record for the longest shot at Camden Yard's history. Tell me if I'm very wrong about what I'm thinking and being skeptical about that shot. Uh,
1: No, I did not see it hit only because it was a 20-foot wall and then, you know, uh, a mezzanine level over there. So I did not see it hit. Um, But based on the crowd's reaction, it had to hit the wall.
0: And, I mean, did you ever get a chance to see – was there a replay or anything of that nature?
1: No, we didn't have replays back then.
0: <laughs> it was 93, man. We're not that old.
1: No, no, we didn't have replays. That, that's, when, that's when you had 10 swings and you get not four minutes to hit.
0: That's true. That's true. It's when and it was when, a real contest. You hit
1: one over 450, you get another another 30 seconds.
0: That's, that's, that's very true. true. It's almost become the dunk contest or vice versa. Oh. Hey,
2: hey, swing man. As as we're a family, uh, family show. Just want to know how, how's the family doing? How's pops doing? How's they good. The they
1: good. Um, you know, everybody is 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 now starting to to settle down. Uh, in December, we lost my mom. Um, Sorry after, to hear that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, and then turned around, and uh, a month later, lost my sister. So pops was struggling wow. for a minute, but you know he's back. He, he's, you know, he got all these grandkids that you know, he's now in charge of, which is hilarious, because I tell him all the time he ain't the same person that raised me. You know, he drills <laughs> you're doing this, you're doing that. Now they just say, hey, grandpa. He's like, here. I'm, really? <laughs> so I remember what's funny is like Trey was probably six or seven and. My dad was talking to Trey and Trey turned around, looked at him, said, hey, Grandpa, you ain't going to treat me like you treat my daddy. (laughs) My mom and aunt fell out laughing. My dad didn't think it was that funny, but, you know, he's doing all right. Everybody, like I said, is is getting uh, uh, some sort of normalcy of what's normal now. Um, You know, mom was sick for a while and, and now she's whole. So we're happy about that, even though we can't talk to her and we still have a lifelong uh, uh, bond. And I still, if I do something, I can just hear a voice saying, you know, that was wrong. You know, you can't do that.
0: Ken, we, uh, we really appreciate the time. I don't know whether to call you Ken Jr., Swingman, but all three of your uh, pseudo names, we do appreciate you being a part of this podcast and, and lasting so long with our question.
1: Appreciate it, sir. No problem. No problem at all. Hey, it looked like you in a sauna.
0: <laughs> no, I'm in uh, I'm in Majev right now. We're on a ski a
2: ski trip right now. It's ski week. I, the schools have ski week in Barcelona. Never heard of it. I missed you in Marrakesh. Yeah. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, I'm in a, a little place. Yeah. Little
1: office. Look, when I grow up, I want to be like you. You in Barcelona. <laughs> you in Marrakesh. You get a holding one on a par four. You got uh the Maldives. I mean, hey. I just want to be you. I'm stuck here at the house. <laughs> you can go you can, well, no. one day. You guys got to compare
2: passports. Oof! I got to get my. I got. I need a new one actually. So I'm getting the one with fifty six, fifty six pages.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think you want to do that. I need the bigger <laughs> one. Yeah, I know. But we talk about we can't compare passports. Like I will tell you, uh, which is funny, is I went to Italy to pick out. A car. I went to Ferrari Factory. Um, This was six, seven years ago. And I got detained. You know, I get off the plane. I don't even, I ain't got no bags. I'm only there for three days. I'm just picking out my car. And and so I have to call the State Department because they're holding me. Wow. So we're taking a train to Switzerland and and i give the u.s you know my itinerary the u.s department of my itinerary so they're asking for everybody's passport and the guy looks at me and goes you're good i didn't get my passport stamp going to switzerland
0: <laughs> oh my goodness you think that would happen today in today's world yeah, yeah. good no, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah i mean if you're in the shenzhen they don't they don't stamp you as much
0: Uh, He's lost be. Junior right Right at the key moment. Yeah.
1: There he is. <laughs> yeah, I do nine countries a year. Ooh.
0: Yeah, What's on the itinerary? Yeah, I ain't got that yet.
1: Uh, well, we are, we are planning for 2024, which is uh, we're going to Spain. Um, I'm going back to Africa. Um, I'm going to do New Zealand and Australia all next year.
2: You taking your camera too? Cause I know you're big in photography. So
1: yeah, like the, the trip to Africa, to, I mean, the, the, uh, Morocco, I took 1100 pictures in eight days. Oh, wow. And I kept, you know, and each day I look at them and I keep narrowing them down. So I'm down to about a hundred now.
0: Wow. Hey, Ken, uh, we really do appreciate yeah, all your time. The stories have been fabulous. You've been very gracious with your time here today. So
1: No problem at all.
0: Uh, best you, of luck to you at the World Baseball Classic. I know you and Adam will see each other down there uh, around yeah. the world. And go USA. In Miami.
1: Yeah. Hey, uh, by the way, are you skiing? Or are you just there just to drink the hot chocolate?
0: Tell them, Adam.
2: <laughs> Tell him. Spike, it with, spike it with the Hennessy, baby. <laughs> he hasn't gotten on the slopes yet. No. What about the kids? Yes, they did it today for the uh, one did yesterday and today. They're they're loving it. So tomorrow morning, 9 a.m.
1: And you just sit at the bottom of the hill and wait for him.
2: I sit at the bottom of the hill, I drive <laughs> him. sit at the bottom of the I'll pray skiing early, baby.
1: <laughs> and just watch. I'm a proud father. Look, yeah? That's when you bring your camera. Ah. And just... Yes, while they come down.
2: Great advice. Because okay? the iPhone is not doing... the iPhone's cute, but your pictures are Gettyworth.
1: But you, hey, call call Scotty. Skull, call, call, uh, call Clarky. Okay. Do. Yeah.
0: All right. We'll do. All
1: right. All
0: right. Bye, Ken, thank you again. Thank you. Well, Adam, that was pretty darn cool, wasn't it? I mean, there's a guy that you grew up admiring. He's now a colleague of yours. And as you said, he was a role model for you as you were growing up. And uh, he's the swing man. I mean, if you get if you you get called
2: if you have a nickname they don't even call you your real name you've done something something pretty good but no just you just see what kind of human he is post career he's the same exact uh, when I met him as he is now uh, we've been on Nike trips together and he just has a different aura around him he's not normal it's just, it just is what it is some people aren't like some people aren't normal and he's one of them it's just a a, a pleasure to be able to know him and pleasure to be able to be around him so. But uh, anytime you can get the kid, Swingman, Griffey, how many names? Anytime junior, anytime you can get them, it's a, it's a blessing. Because like you said at the beginning, he does not talk to many people
0: at all. And as I found out, he did hit the warehouse and there is evidence there at the base. So I hate to admit when I'm wrong, but on this rare occasion, I guess I'll have to.
2: Well, I mean, it's evidence. It was from 93. It's 20 years ago.
0: No doubt. 30 about years it. ago. Damn, 30 years ago. Sorry. Hard to believe. <laughs> I was yeah. there. You were just a kid in high school. I was in high school in 93. I was in elementary school. Oh, I was talking about. Man, I, was eight, eight.
2: I was 7 years old at this point. Or at the right before I was about to turn 8. So I was probably expecting some big cake and ice cream and hot dogs and hamburgers
0: at the park. All right, we this. do want to we do want to acknowledge our dedicated sponsors. Please support them. They include BMW of Towson, home of the best service department in all of Baltimore. That's BMW of Towson. They're easily located just off York Road and exit 26A on 695. I speak from firsthand experience. They have the best customer-friendly waiting room in all of Baltimore, the nicest waiting room supplied with drinks and food, and they got a 7 Series waiting for you when you get to Baltimore at some point, H A. Also, okay. folks, don't miss the excitement this week at the CIAA Men's and Women's Basketball Tournament at the CFG Bank Arena February 21st through the 25th. Book a room at one of the arena's nearby hotels, stroll the Inner Harbor waterfront, check out Baltimore's nightlife, see old friends, and cheer on your team and experience all the charm city has to offer. CIAA is the nation's oldest historically black athletic conference. Buy tickets and plan your trip at baltimore.org/slash CIAA or head to Ticketmaster. That's baltimore.org/slash CIAA. Also by Brian and our friends at Be More Around Town. They have their opening day, hashtag Orange Tailgate, coming Thursday, April 6th, opening day at the yard. Last year, over 2,000 attended. Open wow. bar for those of age. Live entertainment. Head wow. to be roundtown.com It's going to be a party, Adam, no doubt about it. Bemorearoundtown.com. Also, much gratitude to the very good folks at the Wyman Group, Dennis and Company. They're very easy to work with. We love them and thank them for their support. And g Leaf Medical Cannabis Company, visit gleaf.com for free delivery medical cannabis for qualified Maryland patients only. If you're loving this podcast, check out the Baltimore Banner. Six weeks unlimited digital access for just a dollar. Head to thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get in on that. All right, let's get in our private jet and travel beyond Baltimore, shall we? Huh? How far? Uh, well, for you, it's a a lot further than it is for me, but we're going, uh, to New York City, I guess, where they created these new rules or kept some around for MLB. We talked about it with Ken Griffey Jr. Earlier, Mm -hmm. but these rule changes are interesting to say the least, Adam. Uh, we're going to have the ghost runner. That's going to continue as it has in the past. I'd love to get your feelings on Uh that. It's something you never dealt with, except when you were maybe playing as a kid in your backyard and there was an imaginary Runner on second base, but they say it's going to shorten the games.
2: Um, I, I tweeted it out too. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of it, and I'm not also not a fan of it. I, I don't think you should start at the tenth inning. Maybe, maybe the eleventh. Maybe the twelfth. I mean, I think teams should get uh, one or two opportunities to be able to do it themselves. And then again, if we're not thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, we're not. We're not doing that no more. we we're, we're done with that. I get that. But maybe one or two chances. Maybe one or two chances. But um, you know, I, I think what it is 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 it's going to make teams, it's going to make players remember how to bunt. Small ball is going to come back. And you've seen it in 2020 when they implemented a lot of rules. You've seen there was a lot of failed attempts at bunting. It cost a lot of people a lot of games, especially in a shortened season where 60 games, one game is like three or four games swing. So you've seen how it, will, it, it definitely costs a lot of people games. So I think teams right now in spring training, they're going to be harping a lot more on the small ball, bunting. Again, big power hitters, you guys can bunt too. It's okay. You know, I had a lot. I'm not, again, I'm never a power hitter, but I dropped a, a lot of bunts down in my career because, you know, you're not always going to hit. And sometimes you just need to get a knock and get on base. So um, I think the small ball aspect is going to come back, hitting behind runners. And that to manufacture a run, teams are going to learn how to manufacture a run again, opposed to walk, get hit by a pitch, pass ball, base hit. It's going to be man on second, bunt him over, hit behind the runners, and back to a uh, good, solid base runner.
0: All right, something that's coming that's kind of new was used at the minor league level, just like with the Ghost Runner previously, is a pitch clock, 20 seconds to throw the pitch with runners on base. This is going to make spring training, I think, kind of fascinating. I think we're going to see some blowups between pitchers and umpires, and also you're allowed a certain number of pickoff throws over to first base, or you're assessed a ball for that. So yeah. I-, I think some heads are going to bump here.
2: Well, I wanted to ask CC about that. I forgot, because being a pitcher, he, you know, he was both. He was work slow. He'd work fast. It basically a lot, a lot depends on it. And if you see a lot of guys, you know, differentiate from when guys are on base. Some guys on base they work slow. Some guys, no, not on base they'll speed up. But it's gonna make it's gonna make action happen. It's just gonna make, you're gonna see more pitches being thrown. I should see. You're not gonna see one every thirty six seconds. You're gonna see one every twenty. And hey, guys are guy. Some of us telling me about this. It's guys won't have enough time to recuperate. So guys are just, you're not going to see starters that throw 95, 97. They're not going to be having all that, that velocity and wind throughout the entire game because they won't have the time to recuperate And 10 seconds is a lot of seconds to recuperate. So they're going to have, they, they're going to be a lot. they're going to, it's going to be a challenge, I think, because, you know, there's always a pitchers are in shape and pitchers are strength. We have a different regimen of, uh, of workouts and all that stuff nowadays, but the guys in the older era were in, in a lot better shape.
0: What about forcing uh, guys what about forcing guys to have to stay in the box though?
2: Well, that's always a thing too. It's so the rule is you have to if you take a swing or foul a ball off or something, you can step out the box. If you make no contact with the ball or yeah, or you don't you don't swing at the ball, you have to keep one foot in the box. It's always a a little thing, a little if-and thing, because what if the pitcher grabs a ball and grabs it, a new ball and does something, or grabs a ball and rubs it up or something to allows you to step out? So me, I got in trouble for it many times. I just think that if the pitcher's ready, I'm going to be ready. And I, I don't think there was many times where the pitcher was ready and I wasn't ready. So I just think that whenever when he, the guy's ready on the bump, the hitter should be up there. And someone was saying about at-bat music started sooner. Players want this. People want that. It's art. Art is a different thing. Art is a lot of different things, so it it all comes with it. Like, when Mike Trout comes up, you want to hear his music. You want to hear the crowd gets excited. Mike Trout Otani's coming up. You want to hear it. Adley Rushman's coming up. You want to hear the excitement of the crowd. You don't want Adley Rushman first pitch. No, you want Adley Rushman, and I don't know, he's coming out to Metallica or something like that. I got no idea, but you want to hear that as a fan, but I also get you want to speed the game up, but no, I don't really know who's really complaining. I think it's the market. It's 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 got to be the big the big advertisers are complaining. It's not the fans. Sure. Don't really complain. The ones that are in the ballpark, they don't complain.
0: What about the restriction of the shift? We talked with Griffey Jr. about that. I mean, I think that a good ball player, a good hitter, should be able to beat the shift.
2: I believe that too. Um, but as I got older, I, 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 and I just just watch more and more games, these pitchers are good for a reason. Um, if you're throwing, you know, if you got a guy throwing a cutter inside to a left-handed hitter. He's not hitting the ball the other way. He's not. With, with, with any authority, I should say. Yeah. Uh, you, you're going to hit a, a number off your hands, and that's why they have the third baseman right there, for that reason. Um, You know, the I, I get it. Um, you, There's – I don't know, to be honest with you. Like, as, as a right-hander, I never had to really face that. You, can, you know, They would shift over this way. But we don't – you know, as a, as a lefty throwing a cutter to us, we're trying to hit it out the ballpark. So whatever, if we had a deep ground ball to shortstop – That's a lot better for us than hitting a a ground ball into the shift at second base. It's a lot shorter throw, a lot longer throw. So, it's a lot of variables and it's different being a right end hitter. But I remember when guys would try to move over shift me, I'm going to jam lock myself into ground ball to second base. I did it so many times in Tampa and I'm like, I just times I got eighth inning base hits and I'm like, dude, you guys are really giving me this whole side. I get that. You know, you're pounding me with two seamers and all that stuff, but it ain't that good to, to be able to just avoid <laughs> me from doing this. Like, but it's different as a lefty. It's completely different. Every the swing path is different. Just it's all different. So uh a, a soft ground ball and a shift for a second baseman uh is a lot easier to hit than a than for a to than a lefty.
0: All right, real quickly, these uh larger bases, which are the equivalent of an oversized pizza box, how do you feel yeah. about them? Are they necessary?
2: Well, it's gonna be safe for it's going to be safe for the first baseman so he doesn't feel like he. Especially with the shifts, but obviously the shifts are going to move. Shifts are going to move where you not have to. You don't have two guys, three guys on one side of the base. The first baseman is still going to be off the bag. When Manny Machado's hitting, the first baseman's off the bag. He's not going to play right for the line. Why? Why the hell would you play right for the line? So it's going to be a challenge for them to get to first base when a hard ground ball is hit. And then, you know. You, you don't want them to have to worry about uh, where's my foot at, where's my foot at, and then get their Achilles stepped on. It's happened many times in the game of uh, baseball, and you, I think just avoiding that will, will just be just, – just avoiding that whole altercation, that whole thing will just be, will just be great. So um, I just hope that it's not impeding in terms of, like, the size of the base. All the lengths have been the same for so long that you're increasing the bases. I just hope that it's increasing on the backside and not the front side Now it was it's home plate the first base is 90 feet just because you have a bigger base i hope it doesn't take it to 87 by like all 80 right. 80 89 point you know what i mean I yeah. hope it doesn't hope it doesn't change the uh actual um the lengths of everything
0: all right the last question i wanted you to address is something we mentioned at the top of the program is this new schedule that they have it's much yeah. like the nba where every fan is going to be be able to see every visiting team. Never before has that happened in major league baseball. Will this be a situation unlike the NBA where if a Steph Curry comes to play in Cleveland and sits out, you don't see him, you're out of luck. I mean, uh, what are the chances of you missing a guy during a three-game series?
2: Well, I always said this is, you know, it's you, if you really want to see your favorite player, you have to watch the schedules nowadays. With load management, you really have to watch the schedules. If Uh, If it's a Sunday and it's coming, it's the last day before um, an off day and especially traveling day that you bet the best players might get that day off just because give them extra blow, Uh, especially if you're trying to watch Adley on the road, try and get him on Friday or Saturday, Sunday, unless he took off a Saturday, Sunday is probably going to have that rest day or DH day, which, you know, indoor first base but you're getting him off his legs because you have an off day the next day followed by travel. Like you want to, you want to incorporate that. And I get it. I tried to play as many games as I could. My body suffers for it now, but I'm fine. Um, But with load management, guys are going to get days off. So if you're, you know, if you're looking at to see a guy play and he's coming to your town, make sure you see what game you're trying to get to, because if it's the last game of a road of the whole entire road trip, it's a good chance. He's going to have that day off. That's just, Load management. Uh, trust me, I don't like it. Um, I felt if I had a day off, I could play today, and I have a day off tomorrow. Um, but also, as I got older, I wanted two days off. Um, so at, it's load management. It sucks, but if I, if the, the smart fan just look at the schedule and pay attention to the the patterns, and pay attention to you know if they're on the if they're on the West Coast, the day before they got to go all the way back to the East Coast, he's probably gonna have a rest day. Because that's solid travel. advice. So, yep. Yeah. It it sucks. It's unfortunate because you see the schedule, but I'm gonna go to this game. As a fan of all sports, I pick the game that best works my schedule. But and when it comes to sports and you have to pick the game that best fits their schedule and their rest, their rest days. Which sucks. Right.
0: But well it's part of it's part of the new the new. Keep your notes sports. on that topic, folks, because that yeah. will come into play this season. Let's move ahead to our socially speaking segment, where we answer a tweet or social media post. This week, we received actually an email from Ken Sevick, and it reads: "Hey guys, I just listened to my first episode, the last podcast of season number one. Great show! I really like the relaxed and casual atmosphere. Please keep this. I think we are. You both make yeah. a great team, bringing experience and expertise. I think he's talking about you together." to give listeners quality content. <laughs> Great segments, including taking all feedback from listeners, which we do on social media or via email, like Ken sent. I follow the podcast and Jerry on Twitter. You should be following Adam, too, although he doesn't need the followers. The, debate, the debates he loves, those are coming back as well. Generous to give away memorabilia, too much appreciated. Some clubhouse or road trip stories from Adam would be cool sometime down the road. All right, we'll have some of that. We'll have to that. that. Ken. Yeah. Thank you. He said, thank you. Keep it real gents. Thank you, Ken. And to qualify you, for our next giveaway, I did want to mention Adam, which will include a gift card from the iron rooster. Much yeah, thanks awesome. from the folks over at the iron rooster, Kyle and company or an AJ autograph item. It'll be up to you. All you need to do is rate the podcast, write a review on Apple podcasts or Spotify and DM us the screenshot or email us. You can DM at Adam Jones Pod on Twitter, Adam Jones Pod on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or just email us like Ken did at theadamjonespod at gmail.com. The Adam Jones Pod at gmail.com. Thanks to our sponsors again, BMW of Towson, home of the best service department and all the Baltimore, Rich Strickland. We really appreciate your support. He and BMW located right off York Road and exit 26A off. 695. Also, don't miss the excitement this week at the CIAA men's and women's basketball tournament at the CFG Bank Arena, February 21st to the 25th. If you're looking for tickets, all you need to do is head to baltimore.org/ciaa. It's going to be a party all week in downtown Baltimore. And speaking of downtown Baltimore, how about be more around town? They have their opening day Orange Tailgate coming Thursday, April 6th. More than 2,000 attended last year. It will sell out. All-inclusive event, including the open bar, which is our favorite. Uh, Head to bemorearoundtown.com. Bemorearoundtown.com. Thanks to Dennis Wyman and the gracious folks at the Wyman Group. G-Leaf Medical Cannabis Company. Visit gleaf.com for free delivery. And also support the Baltimore Banner. Six weeks unlimited digital access for just a dollar. Thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ. You want to thank our senior executive producer, Chip Franklin, a man nobody wants on a Zoom call. Trust me. My goodness. That thing went forever last week. Reach us on social media. Be well, be kind and be back next week, folks. See you then.